before we start our episode, let's hear a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Marshall's Barbershop, located at 1724 20th Street in Parkersburg, West Virginia. You can also book online 24-7 at www.marshallbarbershop.com. All right, we're going to start this episode in three, two, one. All right, welcome back to Love Leadership episode 11. 11. 11. Double double episode. That's right here. We're doing part two of the Rules for Success by The Rock. Dwayne Jones. That's right. And uh, last week we talked to you about the first five rules for success, which were be yourself surround yourself with the right people have incredible work ethic never give up and find purpose and before we get into the next five we are brought to you by marshall's barbershop located at 1724 20th street in parkersburg west virginia you can call him at 304-485-9943 or you can book online at marshallbarbershop.com all right so let's knock out the next five rules for success again this came from chapter four it's kind of like a little book study we're doing chapter four of the life lesson and rules for success by Dwayne Johnson so rule number six is to embrace failure yeah I think and we, and we kind of probably talked a little bit about that last week when we talked about uh, you know struggle and, and never giving up uh, in that, but uh, I, I think I think you do have to embrace it. You don't have to like it, but uh, I, I do think you have to learn from it. Would you not think that um, failing things is because you know you take you take fail at failure harder when you fail at it again? So you know your past really makes who you are today. Oh, it has defined yeah. you, like when. The very first thing that The Rock said was think back five years from where you are now, think about today, and think about five years in the future. Um, the last five years, you know, I've, I've been, went from assistant principal to principal, and my past has molded me who I am today. Um, I've went through some tough times for sure. Uh, it's been a very challenging part of my life, especially the, my 40s and in my career. Uh, but... Um, you know, I always keep in my mind that, you know, the, these things that I went through in a positive or negative way and my experiences and the people I've surrounded myself with have really molded me in, into who I am today because I don't, I'm not afraid of that. Yeah. And I don't think you can be, I think, I think you have to, uh, continue. <coughs> Excuse me. I think you have to continue like you're saying, um, and I think what, what you said there when um, Dwayne Johnson says, hey, think about what, what those five years were like. A lot of that has molded about who you are today and how what you are today is going to mold who you are in the future. Yeah, in, in that book, it, it, the reason he talked about that was a little bit was because he was 
um, playing some Canadian football. And um, he literally took all of his assets and ended up and he had $7 to his name. Really? And his mindset was, is that he's always one. That's why he, his, to push his success, he's embraced his failure in life. And he's always had the mindset that I'm, I am always one week away from repeating my failures. I'm one week away from having seven bucks seven of my bucks. on my pocket again. And uh, it kind of reminds me of a story. I, you know, I, I'm not going to go into anything um, too personal, but um, I knew a coach one time that, that did some things that he was not supposed to do uh, with players. And um, one of those players, uh, this has been years ago, but one of those players, uh, he was, you know, the, there was an investigation and he was let go. And one of the players that that he had uh, had a issue, or not an issue with, but had had a, some type of situation with. That's probably the best way I should put it. Um, was an artist, and they drew this figment uh, of this coach behind bars, uh, like they would be in jail. And uh, that person actually, um, not the coach, but the player had actually committed suicide within the last 10 years and I have one of the I have that drawing on my wall in my office as a reminder that it only takes one time Those. one mistake one thing that you could be like the rock said right back there right back to where you know where he was or, or in a situation that you would have never thought found yourself right that's exactly right so, um, you know, it's important for us to make sure that, you know, when you're trying to mold your future, that we think about our past and you have to face your setbacks. You know, I think sometimes one of the hardest things we have to do is face our failures. Um, I'm the kind of person that will admit when I'm 100% wrong. And sometimes people want me to admit things that are wrong that I will not admit that I'm wrong because I don't feel that way. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like what I might think that you're wrong, but you may not feel that you're wrong. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's perception and failure is, as the book says, is one of life's great teachers. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the, the book talks about here, you know, if you try to avoid it, uh, to make things, safer for you um, and you, you try to do that repeatedly then then you, you're going to box yourself in and, and like the employee who just jumps around yeah they're they you know you see we you see, see that, that a lot yeah people that go from place to place, place to, to place, place and you're like a journeyman or the person who applies for a job is like a journeyman and you're thinking like why do they jump around all the time Typically, it's because they're running away or they're trying to avoid certain things that they don't want to be held accountable for absolutely. or they want to stay within their own comfort zone. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, it's not good to be comfortable all the time. No, we've I talked mean, about that. Yeah, you can't be comfortable. No, I mean, if you're comfortable, then you're going to become complacent. And that's, that's, and there's, complacency is not a good thing. Yeah, and, it, and it's never a place of learning. There, there's no learning or value. I, I, I don't know. You know, being comfortable is not always uh, valuable to me. Right, because you're not taking any risks. Yeah. 
because sometimes if you're if you're comfortable, I mean you're doing the same old, you know, poor routine sometimes that is not good. You know, it's kind of like when you're trying to when you're trying to go into a school district or trying to go into a school or try to, you know, you become a new manager in a business. It's your job to turn things around or to inject energy into that organization or reach a certain goal that maybe, you know, the people in higher leadership want you to reach. And and there's no way that you're going to do that unless you change the path that you're on. There's no way you have to be able to take risks. You have to be able to try things that are new and different, because if you just keep doing the same old thing, you're going to get the same old results that we have talked about many, many times. Yeah, that's that's it's like it's like taking a dollar and putting it under a rock and expecting it to grow in value. It's it's going to be a dollar. Uh, You you have to take that and and use it. And uh, it may not always make money. Right. Uh, but that's that's the risk you take uh, that you, you're trying to move forward uh, with what well, I'll just say with, with what God's giving you and you're trying to use your talents and your your opportunities to do the very best that you can and it, it really you kind of learn a lot about when it talks about you know when you just look at failure in the in the eyes you learn a lot about your strengths um, and you learn a lot about your determination and you learn a lot about what kind of talent you have. Are yeah. you able to overcome those fears? Are you able to you know, bounce back? That term of bouncing back uh, goes back to when I've talked about my grandmother saying, you know, you, you fall on the same rock twice. You deserve to break <laughs> your neck. That's so I have to embrace my failure of slipping on that rock the first time and not do it again because I might be right back to where I was, you know, one week away from repeating failure. Yeah, that's good. All right. Rule six, the embrace failure. Rule seven is to just bring it. Just bring it. Um, so it talks, the book talks about never surrendering to a challenge. So I am challenging myself to go skydiving this summer. Yeah, yeah. So all that for a second. This I'm going to bring it. This is the last season <laughs> for Love Leadership, ladies and gentlemen. But I'm not, <laughs> I mean, there are some things I would surrender to in a challenge, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not eating anything alive, like a, like a worm or something dumb like that. Or, you know, I'd probably have a hard time... Um, I don't know. There's very few things that I have a hard time with, but I like to try things. So, uh, definitely going skydiving. I'm going. To, I'm not going to surrender myself to my limitations of trying something new at the age of 48. Here's the only thing I have. I'm going to, to confront my time. challenge fearlessly. I, I have no problem in you doing that, but please do it somewhere other than our state. <laughs> I'm just asking you to do that. Nothing against. I love where we live Mm -hmm. and everything, but don't skydive on the side of mountains. No, 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 no. That's not going to happen. So, you know, when you just bring it, we talked about that a few weeks ago, bringing it every day. You know, we show up, we do what we do. We, we, um, we don't have bad days. We might have days that are, you know, not so easy, but we don't have bad days. Uh, And it has a lot to do with just, 
when you have a moment of where you're you're trying to reach a limit like when you're when you might be fatigued or whether you're trying to overcome multiple things being thrown at you at once you know pushing through those boundaries bringing it excuse me it's like you know trying to see that you know when you're coaching you see the relentless pressure all the time by the defense you know you just can't quit they're still going to bring it yeah right so um when you fear the unknown man it it will definitely hold you back absolutely and and that's the thing we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring so so you can't it's not like we can predict it uh, just like we talked about earlier you can't stay in this box uh, you know when when you take that step when you out of the plane uh, fly like an eagle Sure. Uh, we'll talk about this later <laughs> off off camera uh but uh i, I pay the ex, pay the 80 dollars oh there's gonna be some dude strapped to me i promise you yeah i want you to pay the x so the oh, i'm guy, getting filmed so the guys that won't be strapped to you no we're not strapping no man to my back come on man listen i don't care who it is male female i'm not pulling the shoot they're they're going to be pulling the chute. I'm just going for the ride. No, I have to have control of the chute. Not <clears throat> apples. But sometimes you cannot be in control of the chute. Right? I know. I don't like it. You gotta face your challenges, man. You gotta face your barriers. You gotta push through all that stuff. You just can't worry about what you can't control. I like to drive. I don't know what to tell you. Well, you don't mind sleeping when I'm driving. It's never happened. <laughs> That's a lie. No. Never ever recall. Yeah, it's because you were asleep. We drove to Boston. You're out like a sack of no rocks. No way. No, there was no way. You don't trust my. You don't trust my uh, driving. You couldn't push past that boundary, huh? You know, I know. I understand what you're saying, and I understand that it makes people stronger, facing fears, doing doing those things. Uh, I I like this point right here. Um, it, it helps us understand our capabilities, and and uh, gives us. Uh, places to grow for sure and and that's i guess maybe that's me so would you, would you say within like what we do you know i mean there's always a new challenge but like i love challenges like i i was that guy like i i'm ready for covid i'm ready to start to school i like a new challenge it's different not that i wanted uh, covid around but i don't i don't I, I, never, I just never steer away from that stuff i think that's why we I, I, that's why i like my job uh, that's why i like my job because it's not the same every day. But when some of these things you just can't give up on, some of these things are thrown in your face and you have to face it, whether you want oh, to or not. Yeah. You know, the neighbor that wants to complain or the parent that wants to complain or the situation that you're like, what is going on? Um, you know, it's kind of like practicing for, for emergency drills. You hope that they never happen. But you have to. But you have to practice. That's exactly right. Case. Right. Yep. Rule eight is to earn 
respect. The Rock said, blood, sweat, and respect. The first two you give, the last one you earn. What do you think about that quote? I think that's pretty good. I I, I think earning respect is, is huge. I think that's huge in any business. I think that's definitely huge in, in leadership. Um, you know, you're going to work. Uh, it's like you said, we need to be working as hard as we possibly can. And, you know, that blood and sweat, that, that's all about your worth, work ethic, putting it, putting it in, getting it done, bringing it every day. Um, and the respect's what you get after you put in that absolutely. blood and sweat, right? Absolutely. That's why that whole going back to having an incredible work ethic, rule three, is huge because if you have a work ethic that shows blood and sweat and and tears then people are going to respect your your what you do you know how you put to work in that's why you're paying the 80 dollars for the video you skydiving so i respect you yeah yeah that's exactly right yes you will yes you probably (laughs) my lips will be flapping in the wind um you constantly wanting to be a learn-it-all too you know our old phrase of being a learn-it-all not a know-it-all wanting to learn um helps people understand and then respect some of the things that you're doing when i want to learn about something i kind of respect the person i'm listening to if it's something not that i don't respect them but i learn a little bit more about what they're doing i i it gains a lot of respect in my book for what they're trying to teach like I'm right in the, I'm in the middle of Kevin Garnett's book right now. It is good. And, you know, to think about like, you think of this kid that went from high school to the pros and just was cocky. You know, he was a country boy. He grew up in South Carolina. Um, there were things that he, and his mom was really, really strict with him. She made him go to church and made the house be clean. He's OCD to this day, but loving him as a player, I have more respect for him learning where he came from. Oh, absolutely. Because you, those things built, built, uh, you know, those were the blood, sweat, and, and now you respect him for those things. Uh, and I, I do, I do think those are things, you know, uh, just, just doing it doesn't necessarily give you that respect or get you that respect uh i think sometimes you have to do it multiple times i think you have to uh, it has to become a habit in a lot of ways yeah because i know you know kind of what we're talking about all here about respect and bringing it and embracing failure you know you and i are both the kind of people that will run to a burning building and not away from and i respect that about you there's some people <laughs> like today, at a situation at at work, where uh, no offense to gender, but I had a female who broke up a, a, a physical altercation, and there was some there's been situations where I have males standing around. I know that that person who broke up the altercation would have ran to the burning building. Yeah, and that's the kind of things that that are that person earned my respect, respect a little bit more today because I know they'd run towards that building. Yeah. And it's kind of like, um, you know, when you want to respect goals, it's kind of like the foxhole mentality, you yeah. know? You know, who you surround yourself with, you want to be in a foxhole with them, you respect them, you trust them, um, you know? However, you're going to 
be able to make yourself tougher mentally, physically. I think it helps prepare for things down the road when um, when you're trying to be respectful, not you're trying to be respected, I should say. Um, but you know, the book says it is the difference between the average person and the world's most successful people is respect. I think that's that's good. I think that's um, I think that's a good good thought for people. You know, because sometimes you just you just have to go and do it. You have to push through, like you said, bring it, like the book said said to bring it and just go and and get it done. I think. Uh, it's one thing to talk about things. It's a completely different thing to uh, do it. Yeah, and I think you know when when you're when you're working very hard to maintain trust and respect. Sometimes when you when you something happens and you lose that, it's really hard to get it back. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that goes with anything in life. Yeah. You know, we all screw up. We all do things we shouldn't do, and because uh, we're human beings, and um, and sometimes when we make mistakes it's very hard to gain trust back and you know i think the big thing is is you know people make mistakes that affect us negatively we make mistakes that affect other people negatively but we also have to understand that we all make mistakes yeah and we have to learn and grow from it we have to face uh what we said in number six which was embrace failure we failed at that we did this wrong don't do it again and I think what the book's talking about too, you know, you've earned that respect and now you gotta take care of it. You understand what I'm saying? Right. You, you have to, you can't just, it's too precious to to just uh, give it away uh, or, or lose it on a daily basis. Because like the book says, you can't get it back. Uh, that easy do you think being ambitious is a is a bad mind bad thing or a good thing i think it's good i think like if you're it depends what what your value is and, and when i say that i mean you know to be ambitious enough to put other people down to to knock somebody in the dirt or or shove them out of the way. Uh, I kind of think. I kind of think of like, like back in the '60s when NASA was trying to go to the moon. Meaning, like those astronauts were ambitious to be the first people on the moon. They had ambitions. They wanted to do something for all mankind. But in some ways, it, you know, their ambition hurt them personally. Yeah. with their families you know so I think it really I think you have to surround yourself with people that understand what your ambitions are and what your goals are so therefore when you're trying to achieve them that is not negatively impacting them absolutely alright rule nine be persistent you mean like a pest what do you think that means a pest yeah persistent I think a pest yeah, I get. I think that. I don't know. Maybe that has a negative connotation to me. It does, but it's kind of like. Should they? 
So like you can be manager. negatively persistent. Yeah. That's being Neg a pest. Yeah. Negatively, you know, it, it's, but it's also, you got to keep going, keep going back at it. It's kind of like, uh, you know, it's the old adage, how do you eat an elephant, you know, one bite at a time? How do you move a mountain? One rock at a time. It's the same, same concept. It's being persistent enough to say, I'm going to take this and I'm going to do it over an amount of time. That's why I think, especially when you talk about earning respect and things like that, it doesn't, doesn't happen quickly. And you have to continually be working at it. And, and you know, being persistent, um, you have to be able to push forward even through tough times. It's so easy to skate on really good ice. Yeah. You know, like... I'm not a skater. I, well, I've only done it a couple of times, but like, let's be honest. You know, there's some there's some professional sport teams, you know, that I think back when they had, when the Heat had LeBron, D. Wade, and Chris Bosh. And, and, and listen, no offense to the coach. Coach is a fantastic coach. Absolutely. It would be hard to screw that I understand. You know what I mean? I understand. I, it would be hard. We're, we're going to get a lot of negative comments about this, but I completely, and I completely concur with you. Why would you think we get negative comments? I'm just saying that it's just, it is. I mean, but that, see, I think Eric Spolster has done a better job coaching now than he did when he had those three. Oh, absolutely. And I'm I mean, not, the heater better. I'm not down that. I'm just saying that you're talking about old mentality, new mentality. I like to see like some, some. Now we're talking sports. Sorry. So, you know, some of the so, most successful things I've been a part of have been when we've started out at rock bottom to show growth. Oh yeah, and yeah. I think being persistent in that. I think being persistent in that draws people towards that. Not quitting, not giving up. We're going to keep going after it. We're going to, you know, we're going to keep just taking, keep shoveling, you know. We're going to take one more chink out of this rock, and on the one thousandth and one blow, it's the rock is going to crumble. Yeah. You know, um, it's making sure you don't, you know, you don't quit when you hit a setback. It's about making sure you don't quit uh, when things get difficult. It's it has to be important. You have to know that it's going to pay off for you in the long run. Uh, it's it's just like the student who keeps practicing and practicing and practicing for the ACT. And then when they get to take it, they may not do so well. And then they realize what their weaknesses are. So they go and work on those and then they become better at those. You know, it's being persistent on trying to reach a goal. Um, and you have to learn from those lessons of failure, like we've talked about before. Absolutely. If you're persistent in a one way and your persist persistency is not paying off good dividends, you need to try a different way to be persistent. Absolutely. You, if you, you don't keep doing it you're never going to be successful at it all right would you say that um being persistent you have more of a chance uh to achieve your goals and be successful would you say that's true yes i i think if like i like i said if you keep keep trying to do it you know if you give me a hundred times to hit the target I'm more likely to hit that target 
than if you gave me five times. It's kind of like when we would run camp and you'd have those little little kindergartners in there shoot on that six foot rim and they'd miss 50 times. Yeah. And they'd keep being persistent and keep being persistent and then they'd make one and then it would be inspiring to them to do it again, you know. I think we've all been there, you know. It's just like getting a, you know, bowling a strike or, or, you know, winning in the lottery, maybe hitting a couple digits you want to play again or, you know, there's so many different things. Playing golf, right? Right. That's exactly right. I might hit a great driver and the next driver I just completely shank. Why do we keep playing? That's exactly one time we did it. I I think out of all these rules, and let's review them here. Real quick, rule one was to be yourself. Rule two was surround yourself with the right people. Rule three was have incredible work ethic. Rule four, never give up. Rule five, define purpose. Rule six, embrace failure. Rule seven, to just bring it. Rule eight, to earn respect. Rule nine was to be persistent. This rule right here is probably my favorite. I I think uh, it may be my favorite too. And that was to learn to listen. Yeah. You know, the rock says in his book that he, uh, that the iron Sheik. you remember the iron Sheik, the famous wrestler that he was mentoring him when uh, he first got into the wrestling. And he says, listen, you want to be successful, know your role and shut your mouth. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great lesson. Kevin Eastman. What did he say about assistant coaches? Have big eyes, big ears, small mouth. I don't think that applies to any assistants. I think it applies to just people. You want to learn? Stop running this and start opening these. Because the more you talk, the more you think you know about it, I think. That's my perception. Yeah. You learn to be quiet, keep your ears open. Um, You know, I, I think that's probably one of my... I would say one of my strengths, I like to listen. I also like to talk, but I like to listen, you know, and I think as the book says that listening is a vital piece um, for be able to communicate. Uh, It's an important piece to be able to communicate and to understand, as the book says, the minds and desires of other people. That's, that's pretty, pretty deep there, really. Because I, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's one thing to hear the words, but to hear the feeling or what we talked about earlier, the passion that people have about things is very important. So, you know, for all the listeners out there that, uh, you know, like listen to us for Jesus, you know, like listening to us just for leadership and or that you might be a Jesus follower. There's a series out there called The Chosen. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the second season just came out. And this, this rule kind of reminds me of this show because, you know, for those of you who have not seen The Chosen, it it's <clears throat> when Jesus was for the time he uh, 28 to 32 is when he basically, you know, basically really impacted the most before he died uh, on the cross. And um, this show is really about all those little stories. And you learn to listen to what he's trying to say, all the parables, all of the, all of his, you know, his love for people and his frustrations. And I think the people around him 
um, they had to learn to have big ears. Because if they didn't, they wouldn't get it. Yeah, absolutely. And the second season just came out. I haven't started yet. Have you? No, I have not. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Um, being successful in life involves your interactions with others. Okay, that's good. What about, here's another quote from the book, being able to communicate properly is an essential skill to learn. Do you think that people sometimes need to learn to be able to communicate? Oh, absolutely, because, and, and we've talked about this a lot, a lot, communication, we often think is just our words or, uh, you know, it, it's actually, you know, we talk about that a lot. It's your body language. It's, it's also your tone and how your voice is um so i think it's more it's more about the than just the words i think i don't know but maybe you out there can change my mind and maybe you can change my mind but multitasking to me is not it is non-existent but to, to me i cannot listen I cannot truly communicate with someone. I can't truly com- listen to someone if I'm trying to do something else. Me specifically. I think it depends upon. I disappeared. I think it depends upon the person. Um, yeah, maybe you're right about that. You know, I think I multitask pretty well. If I'm in the middle of something and I'm in tune to what I'm doing on my computer, writing something down and someone comes by, all of a sudden immediately starts talking. For me to stop my train of thought and to focus on them, I'm going to lose my train of thought. Mm -hmm. So it's important for me to finish up what I'm doing. I might say one second or, hey, I'm just trying to finish this up and you can go ahead and I can listen to hear their key points of the conversation. But I don't disagree with you. I think... um, I think it's hard to active listen uh, when you're multitasking, but you know, I think sometimes you can hear what they're asking. You know, there's a lot of extra words in there, and sometimes if you know, like I have people coming and say, "Hey, it's okay if I do this," or "Is it okay if I do that?" I can continue to type and say yes or no. Oh, yeah. So I understand what you're saying there. Yeah, I mean, if it is a, if it's a yes/no, maybe answer that you're looking for, sure, come. Come try to see me whenever I'm doing whatever. But if you need me to think about it, I, I have to stop what I'm doing. That's I, and I I think and and maybe that's just something we need to know about ourselves when we communicate. Right, and it might go back to the respect thing too. If I walk in your office and you just continue to type on the computer and I don't feel like you're listening to me, I may not respect what you're doing. Yeah, right. That's true. Last quote from the book uh, about learning to listen. The learning to listen means to replacing talking with active listening in order to remain open to new ideas and build better relationships with others. So I think that's huge because sometimes your idea is not the only way. And when you have a leadership group or when you have uh, you know a certain type of cabinet or whatever. Uh, when you have a when you have other people around you, it's important to allow them to give you their opinion, to allow them to um, say, "Hey, this might work this way." Because I tell you one thing, I don't like is when someone comes in and wants to, um, you know, give me their problem. Yeah, 
help give help me get you a solution right absolutely i don't i'm I'm not the i don't like putting out your fires i got my own fires to put out i'll help you put it out yeah when people just come and want to burden you with their burden Mm -hmm. and uh that's fine i don't i don't mind helping you but uh it's kind of and that's that's part of being a leader too i think a lot of people think oh no you're the leader you should fix this for me right it's your job yeah you're the boss but you and uh that's i'm not sure that's the best way uh to do it but uh but you can't micromanage me no like right if, if i tell you to try to find out if i say you got to come up if you come in with a problem basically you're asking me to help manage you in your decisions I don't want you to do that. I want you to come in and say, okay, let's talk about this. What can you help me come up with a good solution? Let's so you can walk out of here with a plan. That way I don't have to micromanage you. Absolutely. Because I don't like being micromanaged to you. No, absolutely not. No, I don't think anybody does. I don't think anybody likes to no. likes that. Especially in the professionals. You want to be able to no, yeah. You went to college for a reason. You want to flourish. I you, you have that those talents and, and things like that and if i screw up tell me i mean i have rules and laws and policy that guide me i'm not going to break that but if i make a mistake and you don't if i do something and you don't like it then bring me back in tell me what i did wrong put me back out there as a see again you know absolutely and i think when we when we as leaders can actively listen to to people uh, and we're not we're not gonna completely agree all the time uh, with those things, but uh, I think being able to to listen is going to help us uh, be open to those ideas, and right. and it's definitely going to. I think it builds trust, respect, uh, all those things when when you sit around a table with people and and you actively listen. You know, it's like you're you're saying if I'm set. And I'll just say this. Uh, if I'm sitting in a meeting with people and we're talking about about things, again, to me, I can't be doing something else. At that, you that mean time. like when you're having like a, a meeting and you're really wanting to get to the top of the conversation and some other people are kind of jacking around having their own conversation? Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Not yeah. that that ever happens. No, never happens. <laughs> that and doodlers oh yeah I really I really like this book I mean it's short easy uh, I'm really going to think about looking into some of the other ones uh, the life lessons and rules for success it's all on audible uh, all made available through Amazon uh, this book took literally 90 minutes to listen to um, you know I listen I'm not, I don't get paid for audible but I love audible Pay 15 bucks a month and I can check a book out and then I can return it and check another book out and return it. And I got four or five books checked out. I love it. And uh, I think it's a great way to listen. It's a great way to learn. Uh, it's a great way to just to be better. So, uh, so out of all these rules, man, which one did you like the most? Oh, well, I, I think you're, you're right. Uh, it's hard for me to, 
I'll say I my two favorite are number one and number ten. Be yourself and learn to listen. Absolutely. Yeah. I love learn to listen. Um, and I, I think all these kind of really are this, they're very similar to one another. Absolutely. Uh, but I do think that if you don't, rule two, if you don't surround yourself with good people, it will be your failure. That's you might one. be the best employee. You might be the best leader. But if you have flies in your soup. That's a good point. <laughs> and I've had many conversations with people about this. The people close to you cannot be the fly in your soup. Yeah. Because more than likely, the people that are the flies in your soup that are close to you are great to your face and very, very poor to everybody else's. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's, I think, surrounding yourself with the right people. Also, you know, I'm not taking any credit for you becoming a principal. What I think you working here and working together, and I surrounded myself with you and push for that and, and got you here and worked together that enabled you to become the leader that you are because Absolutely. you dealt with so many things that went on here so you know sometimes it helps branch off other avenues for you it does and, and i think you know honestly i think that is one of those things uh, as a leader we should we should be encouraging people to to learn to grow to become leaders of their own yeah, I think everybody wants to lead, but they don't want the responsibility for it. Yeah, that's a good way to point it. So, hey, this has been uh, two great episodes on the same book. Again, we pulled this out of Chapter 4, uh, Rules for Success, uh, by uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, out of his The Life Lesson and Rules for Success book, which is a series that has other, uh, other impactful people uh, in it as well. So... Uh, not say we're always going to do a book series, but you know, we don't really. We have things that we plan that we want to do, and and uh, so you know, this was a, something to change up to and and learn from, and I learned some things from it, and that's you know, yeah, that's good for us. So, um, you know, this ends episode eleven, man. Double digits again. Yeah, your new shirt and tie looks nice today. Yeah. And I don't know where you're getting this, but you can watch these previous episodes. I'm not wearing the same shirt continually. I'm not. I tell you what, if I catch you wearing the same shirt and tie again, you gotta shave your head. You You gotta shave your head again. You gotta shave your head. What do you mean again? In that episode, you gotta shave your head. Dude, you gotta shave your head. You gotta shave your head. Oh man. I'll be the guy on your back when you jump out of the airplane. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Because you don't know how to fly yourself. I pull that cord. (laughs) (laughs) The landing may be a little rough. Coming in hot. (laughs) I'm good at that. We'll see you guys next week. Later. Yeah. Look for the show. Hey, this is Kenny DeMoss. Just really wanted to thank you for listening to our podcast today. Again, if you want to email us, email us at loveleadership.us at gmail.com or you can call us at area code 929 464 
5750. Our website is love-leadership.org. You can follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook for updated material and content that promotes love leadership. All you have to do is look for the ship. This episode is brought to you by Marshall's Barbershop, located at 1724 20th Street in Parkersburg, West Virginia. You can also book online 24-7 at www.marshallbarbershop.com.